I'm your host, Cordelia Gaffar, the Emotions Opener. Welcome to the Free to Be Show. Do you remember when you were a young girl, joyful, playful, and carefree? Even into your young adulthood, you were very confident and showed up very present and powerful. Yet somehow, when your role changed, you gave up your power to the powers that be. Join me on an exploration of how the inward shows up in our collective consciousness. Are you taking the time to replenish yourself, body, mind, and soul? Are you enjoying the beauty of the full human experience? Are you free? Let's see. Welcome and Happy New Year, everyone, to the Free to Be Show. I'm so excited um, to have my beautiful guest, who I will introduce momentarily. And as we embark on this now year, right? This is something that I heard um, my friend Tony Jones say. She says, this is, consider thinking of it as happy now year because we only live in the moment of now. And the topic for the month of January is self-love. So for this month, I invite you to consider that self-love is the highest form of spirituality and the key to changing the collective consciousness. How do we define self-love? Well, I say it's a process which requires extreme commitment, boundaries, and forgiveness. Release the expectations, the judgment, and the projections. Welcome compassion, trust, and belief. So tonight, I'm introducing Cordelia Spence. Yes, you heard that correctly. I'm not talking to myself or about myself. And she's also an author, a homeschooling mom of five, life coach for divorced moms, and a recent star of the critically acclaimed Brown Mamas monologues. We also have tonight with us Harleen Ankar, who is an author, a mom of two, an inspirational speaker and professor. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. So, as we begin, share with us in your life, how do you create self-love? What is your process? My process for um, creating self-love uh, starts out with um, my daily reflections and my daily affirmations. Uh, starting my morning off, making sure that I am centered and that I am clear so that I can see the light that is applied to my path. Uh, firm believe, believer that my steps are ordered. So in order for me to be in line with those orders, I have to be able to see and hear clearly. Uh, I start off with a protection of my gates so that only what is allowed to come in can be can penetrate. Only allow what should come out to come out. So if I guide those steps 
or encourage the guide the, the guiding and I'm open to it, then I can have that create that space of love. Um, that space of negativity is so easy to walk into. So that's that's what creating that self-love is for me. That's how I started off. I love that. And before we go to Cordelia with this, for those who are listening and watching and may not understand what you mean by gates, clarify. Mm -hmm. So your your gates are your your entrance ways and your exit ways. So your ears, your in order to hear, your eyes, what you allow yourself to see, because what you see can't be unseen. So you have to protect those things. And then your mouth gate, what you allow to come out of that thing. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. So we have to be very careful and intentional with our words. I know in Toastmasters, they teach you not to say, um. However, there comes a time where if you're going to be intentional and you, with your wording, you may have to say a couple ums. You may have to you may have to pause a little longer than what they they say that you should pause in order to be intentional with your delivery. And so you're you have to protect your gates. You, hearing uh, you know you have to protect what you hear and what comes in because out of the heart the mouth speaks. So what's going into that heart? What are you filling yourself up with so that what needs to come out can come out properly? Does, does that resonate? Does that make sense, ladies? Yes, 100%. Tell us more, Cordelia. What, what are you, what is your process of self uh, love? And also, feel free to respond to what Harleen said. Absolutely. So, um, first of all, you know, self love, this is a great topic. Again, like it's so important for us, especially during this time, to elevate and just really um, focus and be intentional with our self love. And like you said, Cordelia, you know, it is a journey. So my approach to self-love and even my self-love journey is literally that it has transformed and taken place and shown up in so many different ways over the years. And um, for me, um, my the way I facilitate or initiate self-love for, for me, similar to like Harleen said, like the daily practices and the affirmations. And the reason why I really focus on that is because for me, self-love is a belief. It's a belief, not an action. So it's like they're kind of, it's like, you know, we hear the term self-care, self-love. I'm a self-care enthusiast, so you know I'm going to bring it up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? So, but self-love is the belief and then self-care are the actions that come from the belief, right? So it's like the foundation and they kind of bounce off of each other. So for me, the way that self-love gets um, activated for me is for the actions of my daily self-care, my mindful, I have a morning, mindful morning practice, just like you, Harlene. And it does include um, my gratitude um, because one thing I learned on this journey of self-love is that I have to really appreciate myself. You know what I mean? I have to appreciate myself. So it starts with the gratitude, not just for what I have and the things that I can see, but how do I appreciate from appreciate myself? What am I grateful for that I've experienced, that I've learned, that I that I can bring to the table for like better words, for me, for my children, for anyone that comes in contact with me? So I start with mindfulness. Also for me, 
Um, I say self-love. Look at me with the um, okay. <laughs> and that's okay. I'm being intentional with my words. That's good. That's good. <laughs> but the other thing for me is boundaries. Boundaries for me this past year have been huge for my self-love journey. And again, it's because what do I believe about myself? You know, what do I believe that I'm going to allow into my gates that I'm worthy, that I'm worthy of experiencing? Or also, what do I want other people to experience from me? So boundaries is another way that I practice constantly boundaries around my time, my energy, my personal space around my relationships. That's a big thing for me, like I said, the past year, and it has made a lot of changes some that I was prepared for, some that I was not prepared for. But my self-love um, activation is really connected to the actions um, based on the belief that I deserve, you know, what I desire, that I'm worthy of it. And I appreciate myself. So yeah. it looks a little bit different. And I think that was the other thing, too, this last point, that self-love, it can mean something different to, to, to different people. But the basis is still the same. It's about the appreciation and the mindfulness of, of you loving yourself, but it can mean something different and look different. So that's why I think this is a great question to start off with. Yeah. And I, I want to welcome some of our viewers. Good evening, Lori. Thank you for being here. And she agrees self-love is a belief. She loves that. So um, yes, and for those of you who are watching live, um, feel free to share. Sharing is loving. And um, as we are continuing our conversation about self-love, reflect on these questions for yourself, for those who are listening and viewing. Uh, how are you creating self-love? Do you resonate with some of the things you're hearing? Are you taking notes? Definitely take notes. Um, so you said something, Cordelia, about um, when life gets, or yeah, something about when life gets hard or some things uh, you didn't know to prepare for. Mm -hmm. How do you love yourself then? Like, how mm -hmm. does that even work? I and mean, I think that was the, that's the challenge because it is so easy to, you know, beat yourself up. It's, it's, it's easier to say, you know what, maybe I'm, I'm not worthy of that. Maybe I shouldn't have gone after that or maybe I deserved it kind of thing. That's the easy part. But the way that I found to, to love myself through those difficult and unexpected times is, again, strengthening the belief, right? It's strengthening the belief. So it's like, even if I don't feel that way at the time, I still affirm it. That's why I, I strongly believe in affirmations because it don't matter how it feels at the moment. It doesn't matter how it looks. I'm going to say this and your words do have impact. Like Herlene said, the power of life and death, it lies in the power of the tongue. What are you saying to yourself? So if I'm going to make this commitment to love myself in spite of, right, mm -hmm. then how does that look? So having anchors has really helped me in those moments. And when I say anchors, again, that's my mindful morning routine. That's my gratitude. That might be um, I might need to take some time and cry it out. I might have to give myself some space to be angry and to be disappointed. And maybe those negative words might come up, but what is my action? So I have a list, right? I have a self-love list in my, in my um, gratitude journey where all the things I'm grateful about myself in my letter that I wrote to myself about all, all the love, 
that loving on me, sometimes I got to pull that out and read it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if we spend so much of our life doing the opposite as we've been conditioned to do, it's very easy to fall back. So I have to have my anchors, my journals, like I said, my affirmations, my mindful morning. I might have to take a walk. I might have to cry. I might have to call you, Cordelia, or Herlene and say, listen, this is what's going on. You know, so there's, I think that's about having a a, a plan for, for the what ifs. Hmm. Not necessarily being focused on the what ifs, on the negative, but having a plan for when it happens. And that's why daily practices are important. I love that. That's good stuff. Welcome, Elizabeth Libby. Thank you for being here. Self-talk really matters. So, Harleen, tell us more. Like, what do we do when it's hard to love ourselves? So, um, picking back off of what Cordelia said, and what she's really talking about is changing your perspective. Hmm. Change your perspective and you change your life. When you look at this self-love journey, as a journey, which means it's not going to happen overnight, it is a process, then you change the way that you receive and the way that you start walking it out. So uh, it's developing, and I call it a 3D perspective, it's developing these habits, these, these second nature, this rhythm, and then you create the discipline to be able to carry it out after you create the rhythm, and then you start to allow yourself to hear the discernment hmm. of our higher being. So once you start creating this rhythm on having you know, a, a 3D perspective, and then there's like the five R's. So you're, you're creating this routine repetitiously to create a rhythm, to create results, to, to then reflect on it. And so that you become the reflection of what you want to see. Does that make sense? So that was the five R's and that was three D's. <laughs> right. So what I'm hearing you say, like, is basically you have this um, process and routine of creating. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I, I wasn't picking up the R's because I don't like really do that, but <laughs> like sometimes I just don't hear the words, you know, but for me, what it felt like was, you know, you're, you're in a habit of pouring into yourself so mm -hmm. that you are the core of that self-belief mm -hmm. so that no matter what you're impenetrable mm -hmm. and it makes it easier for you to be disciplined with your tongue to speak life into your life, no matter what's happening. And it gives you, it creates that consistency and that clarity. Mm -hmm. it, it releases that heaviness that create a down, downtrodden appearance. Sometimes I tell people, you know, when you have to cry it out, cry it out. Then go put some lip gloss on and girl, get in the mirror, you know, mm -hmm. and, and high five yourself. So it's all about that self-talk, those daily affirmations. That sweet talk, Cordelia, that you speak of often is having those sweet conversations with yourself. Sometimes we have to tap into our younger self. The introduction said, do you remember when you're youth? So speak to that younger self, that younger girl that's hunger, hungry for that love. Um, and, and again, it's repetitious. So when you create those routines and you create that, that repetition, then you're going to create that rhythm. 
that's going to lead to the results, that's going to lead to the reflection that you of what you want to be and the image of your true self. Mm -hmm. And um, just to, to add to that, um, having those practices already in place, that's that's one part of it. But I also think that it's really important of, of who you surround yourself with. You know, and that's what I meant by the boundaries. Like I said, this year, those boundaries have come in handy because you'd be so surprised how much that we carry from other people's stuff. You know, if I'm already feeling downtrodden or something has happened that really did not make me feel good, I didn't expect it. If you have the naysayers, well, you see, that's why you shouldn't have did this. And see, what's up? You, that only adds to it. So being very mindful and having those boundaries about the people you have around you. That's why I'm so like really I'm, I'm a proponent for cultivating your tribe. And it's not just about, oh, what can you do for me? But at the end of the day, the support is not necessarily always going to be physical, financial. But who can lift you up when you can't lift yourself up? If you have people around that's going to beat you down all the time on your self-love journey, you're going to be tripping a whole lot. Yeah. You know, so let, let, let's keep it real for a minute. Okay. So Cordelia, you mm -hmm. know, you were that for me and I was that for you. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. And, and um, I had this practice of sweet talk, right? I created that. And the sweet talk was me translating the um, insults I was mm -hmm. receiving in my house. Right. And so instead of, uh, I'll give you the translation. How about that? Mm -hmm. right. Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll just keep it sweet. So, you know, whatever I was hearing coming into my ears, right? And into my vibration. That's what you're talking about with having the right people around you, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's online or in person. Um, into my vibration, I translated it real time to you are deserving, you are amazing, you are wonderful, you're really great at what you're doing and people really value you, mm -hmm. right? So this was the translation. Th this is what sweet talk is. It's when someone is naysaying you or straight out blatantly insulting you, cussing you out, mm -hmm. you translate that into what you would like it to hear, what you would like to hear which is the polar positive opposite, right? Mm -hmm. yep. And even after doing that, it gets exhausting. Mm -hmm. It wears on your energy. It wears on your self-belief. And in those moments, that's when, you know, it matters who else you're letting in your energy field. So, um, you, you deal with this a lot. You're a life coach for divorced moms. So let's like stop being theoretical and mm -hmm. like keep it real. If you're going through a divorce as a black woman with this legal system, the way it comes at you and the stuff that they don't tell you until mm -hmm. after your divorce is processed, like what, what, how do you keep that self-love going? Well, that's the thing. Like, like you said, we we talked about this because that was a huge thing for me um, going through the divorce process as a black woman with locks in 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 a courtroom where I'm the only person with melanin in my skin. Okay, and 
Um, again, it was it was shocking, but again, keeping it real, I I had my shares of um, crying and wishing, listen, wishing the worst of the worst because of what I was going through, because that's what I felt on the inside. So that's why I said, you know, it's okay to feel those feelings. I think the challenge comes in is when we stay there and we make it real. You know, our feelings are not our facts. They're not facts. They're just how we feel. So going through this divorce process, going through the legal system where my voice was not heard. And y'all y'all see, I can put together a sentence or two. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> You represent yourself. Yeah, I represented so. myself while my ex had a lawyer. And I'm that's the big boys club. You know, they all had this, the, the skin that didn't look like mine. And I was not being heard. So. I chose, after I let myself feel the anger and the disappointment and the sadness, I chose, like at the end of the day, I'm not taking that on. What I'm going to do is use that as fuel. All right. Like I told you, I researched that. I not This is not an insult to no lawyers, but I'm like, at this point, let me go take the bar exam. As much as I was researching, <laughs> finding cases. Finding, so I took that as fuel because I'm like, if you're not going to hear me by me standing here and doing all the right things, I'm speaking this way. I'm not raising my voice. I'm not cutting you off. I'm doing all the right things and I'm not being heard. Okay. So let me, let me take it to not take it to their level, but let me use a different strategy. That also took self-love, right? Because I could have easily just said, I'm going to be defeated. I didn't have to appeal any decision. But I chose, like, because I believed. And not only that I was worthy to be heard, I believed that my voice mattered. And I also believed in justice. I'm going to take this time. I'm going to file an appeal. Appeal. I'm going to research. I'm going to call anybody who would talk to me. I'm going to cry. I'm going to write it all out. I'm going to curse them out in my head. And then I'm going to be prepared to come up here, you know, in court. And I'm going to speak my piece. So basically, my worth was not predicated on the outcome. And that little shift helped me because... Two years ago, you like when we met, you know, I was down in the dumps when it came to going to court. I was fearful. I was anxious. I was just devastated. But because I, again, built on the belief, the self-love journey, the belief of self-love, of loving me, it's like, what would I tell my good girlfriend that I love if this was happening to her? Mm -hmm. And I can't treat someone else. I can't love anyone else more than I love myself. I can't treat anyone else better than I treat myself. Something's always going to have to give. And I chose that it's not going to be me. So I love what you're saying, because you actually, even though you felt those emotions, you know that emotions only last like 60 to 90 minutes, seconds, mm -hmm. right? You just let that flow through and you're just like, oh, wisdom rush. Just got to download. This is fuel. Now Cordelia is going to go research and be the best attorney she can be without a law degree. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah for right I now i have that. respect for all the lawyers i respect y'all much respect always have had much respect but yeah it's it's using that as fuel whether it's divorce whether it's you know a fractured relationship with with parents whether it's a breakup whatever it is sometimes again it meant our intentions can be there we can have our affirmations but like i said my mindful morning practice was necessary but i need to add a little bit extra and that's just yeah. the truth. Thank you. Lori is saying she's tripping 
a whole lot right now as I deal daily with a naysayer. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. grateful for Cordelia for teaching me sweet talk. I'm working on being impenetrable. Thank you. Okay, so thank you for sharing that. And I also want to say, you know, it's like, so I just wanted to use that as an example because I don't want people that are listening and viewing to think that, you know, we've mastered self-love and, you know, we're just like, you know, rolling with the punches, no big deal. We're just being love and like the world's loving us back. And, you know, let's be honest, as much as I would love to say that, right? We're all about love. We emanate love. We radiate love. And the world doesn't always love us back. I, you know, I, I published a poem yesterday that just came to me. And, um, you know, it's like, how do you love yourself? You know, when the world in, invalidates you and, it, mm-hmm. and it, it's like simple stuff, like you could be going to the grocery store, you know, and and people just step on your feet because you're short or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. or bump on bump into you or whatever. And they don't look back. They don't say they're sorry. You know, you can choose to make that mean something or not. Um And then there's much bigger things like going through a legal process where the laws are clearly written by misogynists. And um, if you don't, if if you're not a white woman, there there's certain things they just not going to tell you. Mm -hmm. And those are the facts. And, you know, I would love to say that that's not the collective consciousness. And, you know, the purpose of the free to be show is to speak the truth Mm -hmm. and, you know, recognize where we are not free. Um, within the guise of what is called freedom and where we can free ourselves within the injustice. Mm -hmm. So on the other spectrum of that, right, Herlene, you know, sometimes we decide that we want to stay in a marriage that, you know, and and then people have opinions about that, but you live your life and it's okay to bounce back from what is perceived as a betrayal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, I know that all too well. Um, And, you know, uh, Cordelia, I spoke with you after I filed for divorce and I was done. I was done. I didn't know how to truly walk the journey of self-love. He was in a place of not being able to walk through self-love. And after 18 years, we were ready to call it quits. because we just couldn't, we didn't know how to navigate those waters. But since the time that we spoke, we decided that we wanted to navigate those waters together and we want to be able to embrace the self-love. And we know that it starts with us as individuals in order to bring that unit to true cohesiveness. So we were able to take a step back and reevaluate what our love and unity was and what our true uh, marriage vows meant. Because love is a feeling and it can flee. (laughs) So it's not every day that you are in love. However, you make a conscious decision on how you're gonna walk that love out and how you're going to keep that family um, nucleus together. So we decided to do that. And so, yes, I hear, I've heard, you know, 
you're stupid or that's a bad idea or it wouldn't have been me. It couldn't have been me. Um, once, once a cheater, always a cheater, you know, all those things. However, I made the decision to stay and we're going to keep navigating these waters. Will it get choppy? Will it be a shipwreck? Hey, well, we're down for the count. We're going to find, we're going to find out. <laughs> we're going to keep rolling with the punches. I like two things that you said. First of all, you said that, so self-love is just not for women. You mean like men can have self-love too? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is a necessary factor. And it is a huge, uh, because they believe that it's self-love or self-care only pertains to women, they negate to do that. And mm -hmm. so, which leads to a plethora of issues, uh, you know, amongst health, mental wellness, um, and, it, and then they act out in other ways to try to mask the void of the self-love. So, you know, we're really dealing with it all. So um, it is a daily process and a daily journey um, that we've decided to embark together. And that's the, the second part that I love. You were saying that love, um, people think that love is a feeling, but what you've learned in this process is that is a verb. It's a it's daily um, action mm -hmm. and intention. Mm -hmm. And can I also say too, you know, your decision um, that you made was for you and your husband. And you did that no matter what anyone else was saying. And that is, if that's not the epitome of self-love, then I don't know what is. Because it's not dependent on anyone else. It's literally taking the responsibility for your life, for what you want mm -hmm. your life to be. And listen, y'all can y'all can get mad. We're going to put up an umbrella and <laughs> call it a day. <laughs> I love that. We're going to go for a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. back and I just wanted to say that I don't know if anyone noticed um, but it said that loving you creates being you so what do you think about that loving you creates being you I think that what 2020 and 2021 has shown me is learning me is a process. And often we say to people, um, if it wasn't, it, it, it could not be me. Or, oh, if it was me, I would do this, this, and this. You don't know until you're in the situation truly how you're going to respond. So, uh, 2020 caused us to take a step back from daily life. You know, when the nation shut down, we were forced to be with ourselves. So we were forced to see 
who was actually in our space and what was happening around us. We were made to slow down and be able to have that clarity take place. 2021 gave us the opportunity to try to slowly immerse back into action and try out those boundaries or try out those things that we thought we saw. And it gave us the opportunity to either course correct or keep going on the course. So 2022 elevation and, and being you know propelled to the next level is inevitable because you had the, the cultivating ground in 2020. And in 2021, you were able to add the nutrients so 2022, the flourishing can take place. So I say all of that is it's a process. And yes, it does create who you are um, in that process. Yeah, I love that. It's like it was a, an incubator for um, intimacy, intimacy within and intimacy mm -hmm. with those closest to you. Yeah. What about you, Cordelia? What do you think about loving you creates being you. I mean, I, I love that, um, that whole, that phrase. I had to write it down. I was like, ooh, that's good, right? <laughs> because, I mean, it's the truth. Again, when you think about what it means to love yourself, it, again, it's that appreciation for yourself. It, it is that, um, it's basic, to me, like I said, it's that cyclical, that cyclical representation, the actions creates the love. The love influences the actions, the actions. So it's a cyclical thing. So when you are loving you, you are taking all the actions necessary to, to show that to yourself. So that's, again, where the boundaries comes in. That's where you prioritize your needs and you make decisions based on what you need, not on what other others want or expect from you. So when you're constantly just loving you, in all your decisions in your everyday life, yeah, you are going to just be you because what else is there to do now? You're not taking action, making decisions based on anyone else but you. So that's how I feel I've been able to show up authentically and start to learn myself by loving myself. Then it's like, okay, she's she's pretty cool. Like, you know, I like her. So let me do more of that. And again, I also it helps you to like to be yourself too. You have to know what your needs are. Because my, what I need is not the same thing as you. We have, not, I'm not talking about the basic needs, you know, but right. beyond that, what do I need to feel good, to be myself, to show up? And then once I get, once you get a handle on your needs and you love on you more, it really is no other way. Anything else does feel uncomfortable. It starts to feel foreign. And then you start to be like, next thing you know, it's like, well, the real Cordelia, please stand up because she's trying to do everything for everyone else. You know, so I absolutely wholeheartedly agree with that statement that loving you creates being you because it's literally based on you, your needs. What are your healthy habits? What makes you feel good? What energizes you? What triggers you? Right. And knowing those things that you make those decisions based on what your needs are. It's like I said, it's a cycle to me. It's a cycle. So and it's a good cycle. That's a, that's a cycle that can stay on repeat. <laughs> right it's like love me be me love me be me mm -hmm. the, this is a this is a different kind of energetic flow of reciprocity right mm -hmm. you, you love yourself you believe in yourself you show up fully in your values and you speak more life into who you are and who you're being mm -hmm. so yeah what do you think Harleen? 
couldn't agree more. Um, and I love the fact that you pointed out reciprocity because when Cordelia spoke on the who who is around me, who's your circle, you're looking for that reciprocity. You can't continue to just pour out and not get refilled. So that reciprocity helps with that process of pouring out and then refi refilling. We say replenish on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, replenish me. <laughs> right, right. So definitely it has to have that reciprocity so that you are replenished. Yeah. So um what how if if I'm like new to all this and I'm like, oh, this is so great. Love hearing all this, but like where would you begin? How do you begin? Um I mean, for me, I would say you would start by identifying what your values are and then creating habits to go along with that. Um, but what if you don't know what your values are? Mm -hmm. During my divorce decision or non-decision, right? I had to decide what, what I like and what I don't like, what I wanted and what I didn't want. And I think as women, and I think statistics may say like every 10 years, you change. You, you're always changing and growing and evolving, or you should be, right? If the changing stop, death takes place. There's no growth. So there should always be a change and, uh, and evolving. So I had to identify what it is that I like, what it is that I want, uh, where was I headed? But that, that required me to be still, and to be quiet so that I can receive. So for me, it looks, it looked like starting out in quietness with my meditation where I'm able to open and I can receive. And then being open to experimenting, trying new things, meeting new people, going new places so that I can see and change my perspective so that I can change my life. So yeah, so that, that's what it looks like for me is starting out small, five minutes of meditation, and then it build, you can build on that time, whether it's daily or weekly, you grow that time, but you have to sit still and listen to yourself. Pain is pay attention inside now. Okay. So you have to pay attention, attention inside, inside now. now. I love yes. that. Identify what that is that's hurting. Identify what that nagging uneasiness is so that you can address it. You can't, you have to face it once you feel it. When you feel it, face it so that you can deal with it. Um, so it just start with owning your stuff. And that means sitting in your space to sit in your moment so that you can hear and speak to you. Yeah, Lori, she really likes that. She's like, pay attention inside now. Thank you. I was just about to say, put the acronym, you know, in mm -hmm. the comments. Um, and you made a, another great point. Like stillness is good. Quietness is good. And this is where I want Cordelia to pick up on this word receiving, because in the women that I've been working with, and sometimes the men I work with, receiving is a challenge. And personally, I've had 
<laughs> challenges with receiving. So like, what if you can't receive? I mean, <laughs> I've been there too, you know, <laughs> that being open to receive is fairly new. Um, so I guess for me, when you, when you talk about starting, right, starting to, you know, learn um, self-love and what does it take? Um, when you can't receive, to me, the antidote to that was for me to start giving to myself. Mm. literally so if you have to give yourself it might look like those five minutes of stillness you know it might look like giving yourself some of the more pampering type of activities maybe i'm going to give myself a you know a manicure maybe i'm going to give myself this 10 minutes i started out with doing tea time <laughs> yeah i remember that yeah i started out with tea time tea time was was 10 minutes but guess what that was something i was giving to myself because when I took the responsibility of my happiness, my self-love journey, my my um, elevation journey, my receiving, when I took that responsibility from anyone else, that eliminated the possibility for me to almost like self-sabotage. Like if I'm depending on you to make me feel good, I'm putting my self-love journey in your hands, but then you disappoint me. See, this is the reason why. And it starts that negative downward spiral. But guess what? If I'm giving it to myself, that's no one else can take that from me. No one else can interfere with it. But not only that, I also begin to love myself more because I, who doesn't like to receive gifts? You know, I used to say, I used to say, oh, I don't like to receive gifts, but that's because the gifts weren't thoughtful. And because from, you know, growing up, I didn't receive a lot of gifts and I saw other people getting gifts. And I was like, well, how come I'm not getting them? But the reality is as an adult, we have the power to take control of that. So if you find yourself in a place where it's hard for you to receive, you got to give to you. Mine was as simple as tea time. I started, I got my one favorite tea at first. I like <laughs> this tea. So I'm going to buy that tea for myself and I'm going to sit down 10 minutes. I gave myself literally with a timer. Everything was quiet. So there's like Harleen said, the stillness, but I also went out and bought pretty teacups. <laughs> right. I'm Do you have one on your desk? I have one right now. This is my a newer one. It says um, queen of everything. Okay. And it had a little tassel with the crown that I put on my keys. Ah. But this is one. If you would see my teacup collection, you'd be like Cordelia. But <laughs> <laughs> that was an act. Again, that was the action that I had to take to give to myself. So again, that starts to help to build up my sense of worthiness. And then me saying, I'm open to receive. And then also saying, thank you. So it kind of goes back again to gratitude. It's like, thank you. What we focus on, what we give out is what we're going to get more of. So if I'm saying thank you, you say thank you when you receive something. Yeah. So the gratitude piece. And again, this is not dependent on someone else giving you something. It's literally you saying, I am going to stand in gratitude. So I would do gratitude circles with my kids, gratitude blitz lists, and also gratitude walks. And the simple act allowed me to be open. It's like, thank you. I want more. You know what I mean? So it's like, whether you believe in God, whether you believe in, in whatever, it doesn't matter. You are sending that out to say, I want more of that, of that. So thank you. I got my teacups. I like drinking tea out of a pretty teacups. You know what? When I see one, I'm going to have my fund for my teas. I started going to this. I don't know if you all remember the store called Tivana. They used to have yeah. those. They closed them down before you know Starbucks took them over. But 
I'm gonna let that go. <laughs> but <laughs> Tivana was one of my favorite places. And I mean, it's as it's simple, but it was meaningful because again, I was identifying what I needed, what made me feel good. And I also identified, you know, one thing I could give myself is a nice cup of tea. So I would go there. I would try out the samples. You know what I mean? I would look at, I'll buy myself a little tea and then I'd come home and then I started to get tea accessories. So that's the physical part of giving myself that. But again, remember that self-love letter. Remember identifying what you love about yourself. Remember saying, thank you. When you get one thing, when you get a chance to wake up and, and be and have peace, I say, thank you. You know, when I get a chance to, when I get the opportunity to be with my children, you know, I say, thank you. So that's part of, again, releasing that um, hesitation or releasing those, those the, the walls that might come with us not being able to receive for whatever reasons. So yeah, give to yourself first in whatever way, make it easy too. make it easy. Tea was easy for me. I, could, yeah. I don't have to do nothing extra. So make it easy and, and say thank you. And to me, that opens up the ability to receive. Lori says she does um, gratitude walks. And Love she them. Finds it very powerful. Mm-hmm. So again, I feel like we keep coming back to some reoccurring themes here. So we have the energetic flow of reciprocity within. Mm-hmm. We have the energetic flow of reciprocity within your community circle and then being you know showing gratitude to yourself right and um releasing the walls so i would say just so that flow of abundance can come in and what what i usually say is like we we can speak into existence well actually we can we can have the evidence of um the of our actions by pulling back the veil with our tongue right Mm -hmm. because everything is there like everything we could ever desire or the things that we even haven't imagined to desire yet they're waiting for us it's just us speaking the gratitude on a regular basis and being grateful for things that you know that are unseen right that's what that means (laughs) And, um, and again, it doesn't really matter like what, uh, your, what you, um, identify with, you know, whether you're Christian, Muslim or whatever, um, it, it still begins with your tongue. It still begins with gratitude. It still begins with choosing to create loving within you. And so, um, this has been such a powerful discussion, ladies. Now, here's the best part. One word, (laughs) just one word as the closing uh, golden nugget for our conversation tonight. While you're thinking about that, I'm going to put up what Libby's saying here. Knowing that we are responsible to save ourselves. I find this very empowering. I'm responsible for me and everything. Yep, that's what we're saying. Thank you for that. Okay. Restoration. Mm. Okay. I'm going to say boundaries. I love that. I'm going to say creation. (laughs) So restoration, boundaries, and creation. And, you know, 
I, I want to, I, I really am grateful for the two of you joining us tonight and sharing your wisdom. And for our viewers and listeners, you know, you've seen how self-love, creating self-love has changed their lives, has changed their choices. Um, and you can do the same thing. It's, you know, it's one thing to uh, live in this world and experience things. And it's how you choose to process it through your belief of self-love that makes, that, that makes it a character building mm -hmm. opportunity and not a weight. Mm -hmm. So um, thank you for being here. And next week, I'll be back with another guest on the topic of self-love. And until then, review your notes and really reflect on how you're creating self-love. Thank you for joining the conversation. Now take the time to reflect, introspect, and implement at least one action. Be in your body, be in your soul, be in your spirit. You know, be free. Until next week.